Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey everybody, Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast, 111 Productions, iHeartRadio. I'm going to be at Columbus Galaxy Con in Columbus, Ohio, uh, December 2nd and 3rd, 2023. So everybody, come on out. Let's do a Saul thing. Let's do a Gilmore thing and just celebrate. Uh, so that's, uh, that's December 2 and 3. Columbus, Ohio, Columbus Galaxy Con. Hope to see everybody out there. Today's one-on-one interview with none other than Vanessa Morano, who portrayed April Nardini for 13 episodes from 2005 to 07. First appeared in season six, episode nine, Prodigal Daughter Returns. Last appearance, season seven, episode 20, Lorelei. Lorelei, April discovered she was the daughter of Luke Danes after testing the DNA of three different men, which she only did a DNA test to win a science fair. April and Luke have grown to like each other at Luke's insistence, and she has endeavored to introduce Luke to new things like going to Target stores. Let me tell you a little bit about Vanessa. Uh, She started her acting career in the theater when she was seven years old, performing in numerous plays at ACT in Agora Hills, California. She began her professional career with several national commercials. She is most recognized for her roles 
uh, as April Nardini, the daughter of Luke in the highly popular show Gilmore Girls 2000, and for the role of Francesca, the daughter of the Emmy Award winning Lisa Kudrow in the HBO original series, The Comeback. She starred in Scoundrels, playing a scheming, school-skipping daughter of Virginia Madsen. She had recurring roles on shows including Dexter, Without a Trace, Trust Me. Her guest starring credits include Parenthood, Medium, Ghost Whisperer, Past Life, Six Feet Under, Malcolm in the Middle, Grounded for Life. Uh, Her first film was an animated hit, Finding Nemo 2003, followed by the independent films Easy 2003, The Click 2008, Stopping Power 2000, Dear Lemon Lima 2009, and most recently The Secret Lives of Dorks 2013. I give you the brilliant, the talented Vanessa Marano. How you doing? Nice to see ya. Tell us, April, how old were you when you got the role of April? I was 13. Aha. Yes. Right. I thought you were a little a tad older than the character, but not much. Well, I was a tad older than the character when I auditioned for it. And then I believe they made her closer to my age. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Um, She was supposed to be like more, uh, I believe when I auditioned, like closer to 11. And then mm -hmm. they went, nah, that Mm -hmm. one, that one works. (laughs) Had you seen the show before you auditioned? I was obsessed with the show before I auditioned. Oh, really? Okay. I was obsessed. And I remember getting the breakdown and they didn't give much information in the breakdown. They just said, quirky, preteen, will have storyline with Luke is all they said. And I was obsessed with the show. And I knew the way you guys had left the last season was you proposing to Lorelai. So I was like, oh, they're going to give him a daughter. She's going to break them up. I'm so mad. <laughs> but also, I must be her. I must right. be this person. And right. I was like, I, I went I went hard. I got glasses because it said quirky. And that's right. what the entertainment industry means when they describe right. anything as quirky. And right. and here we are. <laughs> so here you are. You're, you're 12 years old. You get this audition. Uh, were, were you were you in LA with your mom and your sister? Yes, because I was were, I was raised yeah, in ahead. LA. I was born. Oh, you okay? So yeah. you were not out of town. Okay. No. Were you going to school or were you homeschooled? I was homeschooled at that time, so I went to like regular elementary school. I started professionally acting when I was eight. Um, mm. Started doing children's theater before that. My mom owned a theater. Uh, when I was around six is when I started doing theater professionally eight and so I, I was working quite a bit which was wonderful um it was driving my mom crazy because she had a full-time job and she did not mm-hmm. want to drive me on the 405 but say <laughs> la vie uh mm-hmm. yeah and so i started being homeschooled in middle school just because the auditions were a little bit crazy right um, my sister right. on the other hand never was homeschooled she was like i don't want to not go to regular school i was right. like I hate teenagers. So me being homeschooled was a really good place. for. (laughs) What's your beef with teenagers? Oh, come on, Scott. You've met teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, So you kind of did realize the impact your character would have on the show at the time before you, when you were auditioning. Yeah, I, I knew, I don't think I knew how, how hated she was going to be. Um, Right. Right. I I knew it was going to be an upsetting storyline, but like, I don't know. Jess broke up Dean and Rory and no one seemed to hate him. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so tell us about the blowback you got 
from fans when you were out in public? I mean, tell us about the most severe cases, good or bad. I mean, it wasn't good. It wasn't great. You know, when I was out in public, I don't know that anyone said anything too horrible. Like, I think when you do see a person in person and they're a child, uh, you have um, a little bit more of a filter. But people would say like very veiled things like, oh, well, you're more okay than I thought you would be, that sort of thing. <laughs> right. But the online backlash oh, was yeah. crazy. And, yeah. you know, thankfully, this was before Instagram and Twitter and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but there were still, like, blogs and, like, mm-hmm. television without pity and and really actually, like, publications, too, that were reviewing TV shows that were mm-hmm. just horrible mm-hmm. and, like, hating me, hating my performance, hating my voice, hating the way I looked. It was just awful, 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 awful. However, I'm very grateful for it because it made me at that time, especially because it was my favorite show. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, well, the creators of this show, Amy and Dan, who I like value and like look up to think I'm good and keep using me, but the rest of the world doesn't. So like what opinion matters more in this moment Mm -hmm. and really kind of put into perspective like you can't please everybody and like are you just proud of the work that you're doing years and years later when i ended up on um, a show called switched at birth which was a show that i was a lead of and i was like one of the youngest people on that show and that was right when twitter and instagram were starting to happen i ended up being the person who was like hey guys don't look at the comments it will drive you crazy like all of a sudden an 18 year old telling people who are like in their late 20s being like no trust me on this one from personal experience (laughs) don't check it out yeah (laughs) so has it softened over the years or or oh no i you know about Two years ago, I opened up my phone and, you know, there's news articles of things that are going on in the world. Two years ago, there was a pandemic. There was a BuzzFeed article that came up that said most hated television characters ever. Oh, no. My face. No. My face. Scott, I beat Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Oh, jeez, man. Which is a little bit like a point of pride now. Now it's like a badge of honor. Right, 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 right. Gosh, I got you know. We just reviewed the episode. Yeah. Where? Yeah, we just reviewed. Uh, uh, I forget the name of the episode, but you come into the diner with that helmet on, and I got to tell you, of all the scenes that I have done in that show up to this point, those two scenes that we did together—the one uh, at the science fair and the one the the, the when I meet you—two of my favorite scenes. Aww. Two of my absolutely my favorite scenes. And and I don't think here's what I don't think fans understand is how difficult it was for an adult with with lots of experience off Broadway, on Broadway, in the film and TV business to come onto that set with lots of dialogue like you had. You had chunks and chunks and chunks of dialogue Mm -hmm. and spit them out that quickly with a weathered, experienced cast that had no problem with any of that stuff. Um, and we would see those people just freeze and, and, and melt down and they couldn't do it. And we, you know, of course we'd help them and, and they just couldn't relax sometimes and you have to get them to relax. You came in from the first rehearsal, nailing it, nailing it, nailing it, no problem, nailing it. And we were all like, Whoa, what do we have here? You know, we, we never saw that. We didn't see that. We saw people coming in like, 
you know, justifiably a little bit intimidated, right? right. Uh, and and thought that they were prepared. But then when they got up to speed or what they thought was their speed, it was like, you got to go faster. You got to go faster. You got to go faster. And they'd look at me and they go, I don't know. I can't do it any faster. What am I going to do? I said, just hang in there, buddy. <laughs> you know? um, but you just came in and crushed it. Oh, thank crushed you. It. And the fans need to understand they're listening right now how difficult that is to do and the fact that you were 13 when you came in and did it yeah wow and just i don't know that i i've never been that impressed with anyone in my entire career and i don't think you deserve to get all this um backlash and i think it should stop and it does listen doesn't matter how strong a person you are or how much you bat it away. It's still going to affect somebody negatively. So let's be kind out there, people. Vanessa is an incredibly giving, generous, loving, talented person. So let's just get off her back. Okay. <laughs> and let's just, let's, let's look at how gifted she is and how hardworking she is. And she, she achieved her goals and, you know, for me, you're an inspiration. And I think you should be an inspiration for all people. I don't want to be on and, this podcast all the time. This is uh, fantastic. You, let's go. Let's go. I, I don't, I never like the backlash. I never, I never bought into it. I, 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 I couldn't stand it. I just thought it was so mean. Um, it was, I mean, look at the time it was very mean. I will say like nowadays, I mean, you know, I just did, um, a, a fan fest uh, a little while ago. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I did. And and it it was really nice because to see everybody in person, see what this mm-hmm. show means to everybody. And I mean, that's why the backlash happened is because it was so beloved and and your two characters together were so beloved. Um that all these years later it was really really nice to connect with people in person. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. because you know, you know what the show means to people and to be actually a part of that and get to connect with people. It definitely takes a lot of that, that meanness away or that anger Good. away. It's oftentimes rooted to just sort of like a lack of control, right? Cause you're watching mm-hmm. something that you mm-hmm. want to see go a certain way, not go that way. Right. Also, I think now, especially where we are as a society, even though it's gotten so much worse with social media, uh, the everyday person, experiences that backlash yes. socially yes, media it's not just performers and i actually right. think there's a lot more grace right now and a lot more honesty about talking about hey we should be very um careful about how we speak about people online because mm-hmm. it's a lot easier behind a screen to say something horrible than it is to say right. it in somebody's face and that's the thing is like anybody i've met in person especially now like in person now it's been nothing but lovely and and supportive mm-hmm. uh Good. which is crazy because it was not that way back in the day <laughs> at right. all right people need to keep in mind that the internet is permanent you write something it stays yeah. so anyway uh let's shift gears a little bit T- tell us about the first day on set what was that like for you what do you remember about it your very first day I had a disposable camera and I was running around just taking pictures of Stars Hollow. Not like just the set. I was a nerd. I was just like, just using a set, like literally like the gazebo, Taylor Dosey's market. Like all of that was like so amazing for me. But it was Mm -hmm. really, really, this is the first day was the scene where I pull your hair. Um, Right, 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 right. right. (laughs) Which I believe you said to me, like, you could go a little softer. 
It doesn't happen. <laughs> did, I, did you grab? Did you grab? Oh, I went in there. Chunk. I was like, if we're doing this, we're doing this now. <laughs> um, but it was. I mean, it was so great to finally, like, you know, you go through so many auditions and doing the thing and doing the thing and to actually be able to do it. And right. and Gilmore Girls was so much like a play with all the actual, you know, oh, yeah. steady cam and moving around. And oh yeah, blocking and it was crazy. But right. I mean, I was just. I was in heaven. I, I Amy directed the episode. That was yeah. the coolest thing in the entire world. Getting to meet you was so cool. And, and it was, we had a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed our scenes because the ping ponging and being able to play off of each other, I think was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was so, it was, it was so, you don't get a lot of opportunities like that as an adult, nevertheless, as a child, right? Like mm-hmm. up to that point, I had done, a, I, like I said, I'd worked quite a bit and I'd done some substantial things, but a lot of it was just like daughter shows up and is like, dad, you don't understand me. And then like walks to the other room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There was no like monologue about like wanting to crush a kid at a science fair and win the pasta right. prize like right. that. That yeah, was- you had some real meat that you on. I mean, it was really just the great. You had so many great lines. Oh, you had the nice chunks. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime, and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off, and I need something that works fast. That's where Astapro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray, and it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. 
I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Tell us about that that headpiece, that helmet. Was that what, what did you, was it complicated? You know, you had to ride up on your bike, come into the diner, talk to me, then take that thing off. I mean, did you have to rehearse that? Yeah, and it didn't go well anytime. I was not a great bike rider. I'm still not a great bike rider to this day. Um, and maybe we could all, you know, directly trace it back to Gilmore Girls. Um, <laughs> one of the things I had done prior to Gilmore Girls when I was 11 was a, a film that Chris Reed actually directed, which was mm. really, really cool to be a part of. Um, and the character that I played uh, gets into an accident and develops the same injury that that Chris did. So she becomes a quadriplegic, paralyzed from the neck down. And so I had just done a bunch of stuff with paralysis and like having to wear something called a halo, which is where they like screw it mm -hmm. into your head and like, you know, put it on. I had to do multiple scenes like that. So when I showed up on Gilmore Girls and they showed me that helmet, it was literally designed the way a halo is for someone who is Oh, there. my goodness. So I was like, oh, I actually know how to get into this. Like, this is crazy. And they were like, perfect, wonderful. Now you're going to ride a bike with it on top of you. <laughs> and I was like, well, excuse me? And then mm. it was the taking it off in the scene that was the mm -hmm. hardest part because mm -hmm. it was not the easiest contraption right. to, right. to take off. Um, but yeah, years and years later, if they asked me to ride a bike on set i'm like mm, uh, this isn't gonna go well guys i'm, right, I'm not good right. at hitting the marks i only think about this heavy object that was on my head right PTSD. So did you did you have to adapt to the fast pace of the dialogue or did you you just kind of got I it really i remember did. you just kind of yeah. got it yeah, i kind of got, got it and it. again i think that came yeah. from watching it so much i right. i really like at that time they were doing reruns on abc family every day at 5 mm. p.m so like <laughs> me and my cousin would watch it like at five, like every day. So I knew the pace of the show like really, really, really well, which I think right. ultimately is what helped me get the part is right. I, it was so ingrained in me and, and so well researched, I guess is the only way you could describe it. Right. Uh, yeah. I never had, I was one of the only people they never had to tell to go faster. Right. How many auditions did you have? Well, oh, I think a total part. of three. Three auditions? Three. Yeah. So there was and just like, Right. regular uh, casting and then like two with amy and dan oh so you did two with amy and dan what was yeah. that like well tell uh, I mean, it was very cool i mean obviously like amy and dan are such personalities right <laughs> yeah um but, but very I, warm and very welcoming as, as I. Recall. you know what here's the thing like again it's such a different experience as a 13 year old girl who's obsessed with the show right because right, you're just right. like I, I, I worship you. Like, I don't know how else to say it. And I believe they had changed the dialogue in between the two meetings. And uh, so I, I did it the second time and they were like, Oh, the lines are different. And I think what helped me get it is I went, okay, cool. And I looked at it and then I was just able to do it. Right. Uh, right. Which again, that's like theater training, right? That's, uh -huh. yeah, that's a skill set. Exactly. You, um, you gotta but, have it. Yeah. But they were always really, really, really great to me and i remember uh i was such a musical theater nerd and i would talk to dan all the time about musical theater and then when i did the revival first thing dan said to me he goes hamilton are we talking about hamilton all day today is that what we're gonna do <laughs> um what did you think about your character april what'd you think of her 
Oh, I loved her. I thought she was such a cool character because she was mm-hmm. so um so herself at such a young age and uh so weirdly obsessive with certain things. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. I had that scene at the diner with you where I decide to fill the salt and pepper shakers because <laughs> I want to like test the different quantities or I'm not a science person. So I barely understood what April was always excited about, but I love that she was excited about those things. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think Gilmore girls as a whole was a show for the, the smart girls is the only way I could say it. Like it made, even though April wasn't quote unquote cool, she was never um, underconfident in the fact that she was so smart or she was so nerdy that she liked, you know, science. Same thing with Rory. I always say, you know, it was one of the only shows where like the decision of which college she went to was just as important as like which boy she was dating. And so that was something that I loved so much about the show and getting to play a character like that, that wasn't, wasn't ashamed of herself which, you know, so many 13 year old girls, you go through that uncomfortableness uh, about mm-hmm. yourself and figuring it out. But to see someone who was just so like confident in their self at such a young age and did not care that she was really, really strange. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She was a little, mm-hmm. little bit of an oddball, but I love that about her. And as an actor, that's more fun to play, obviously. So, so you must have got, yeah, absolutely. You must have gotten some fans that, that, were inspired by you now 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 for sure now there's a lot of 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 young women now who are like i was the science girl like i loved that there was a science girl represented on television um like i said back in the day not so much (laughs) (laughs) no 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 but well good so so you're getting some positive feedback from this (laughs) and 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 proving to be a uh an inspiration to people. That's that's great. Um, do you have a do you have a favorite episode uh, of the whole series or of what of, I shot uh, of the whole series? Oh, that's hard, man. That's hard. All right, let's go from what you shot. Okay, from what I, from what what I shot. Um, I feel like that first episode because yeah. there was so much writing on it. You know what I mean? Like, I did also really like our uh, our bus episode. Uh, but that one wasn't as fun to shoot because we were in a bus and I had to sing the chemical elements over and over and over again for <laughs> what felt like six hours. Uh, right, 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 right. So yeah, that um, those two ring in my ear. And then I do have my all time. My all time is moving Rory into Yale with the mattress going back and forth. That's a great episode. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so what are you working on now? What, are you, what have you been doing? Oh, well, I've been on strike, um, <laughs> but um, I actually, my mom, my sister and myself started moving into producing, um, which was really, really cool. Mm. We uh, produced uh, a film that my sister and I started in called Saving Zoe that came out in 2018. Um, in 2021, we produced a film for Netflix that just my sister starred in. She, mm. my mom, myself and I produced as well called The Royal Treatment. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was really, really great. So we've been growing a, a production company, getting more into that. I've been transitioning into directing. I directed a music video for my sister that's on YouTube called Someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are your favorite been, directors? Who, who are your my favorite model? directors? Uh, well, I mean, like Nancy Myers and Nora Ephron, like love, 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 obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. I also love Mark Webb, who did 500 Days of Summer. Uh, mm-hmm. And he did the pilot episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Like, I think he's such a cool visionary and everything that you see of him is very, very clearly him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I 
think they're all fantastic. Um, but that's been, yeah, what I've been working on. I mean, also acting as well. I did a Christmas movie for Discovery Plus a little while ago called One mm -hmm. Delicious Christmas. And Bobby Flay played a food critic. And that was hilarious. <laughs> because the bear had just come out. And I was just like, so like, do you guys really call each other chef? Like, do you really like call everyone chef? He was like, yes. Why is this so interesting to you? And I was like, oh. uh, obviously, I've been Canada. I have nothing else to talk about. So I want to talk about this. <laughs> right, 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 right. Ah, uh, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so we're going to play a little game now right. called Rapid Fire. It doesn't require you to answer these quickly, however. We just call it Rapid Fire. We don't even know why. Um, ready? Here we go. How do you like your coffee, assuming you're a coffee drinker? I am a coffee drinker. Um, I used to like it like with milk and sugar. I've now transitioned into black coffee as I've gotten older. Are you Team Logan, Team Jess, or Team Dean? Team Jess. Logan, get out of here, I say. <laughs> Why, really? Why? Tell us, if you, tell us your thoughts. Boiled rich boy. 
spoiled uh-huh. rich boy. But didn't, you think, but didn't you think he was the smartest one of the bunch? Oh, that's hard. Uh, he, Jess and him are both very smart. Jess is hard right. because like Jess was a teenager when we met him and not like turning into an adult, right? And then when Jess comes back, I would say they're comparatively smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was your favorite Gilmore Girls couple, Luke and Lorelai or Emily and Richard? Oh, Emily and Richard. Mm. I love Emily and Richard. Mm. Would you rather work with Michelle or Kirk? Well, I think I did work with Kirk. I'm trying to think here. Well, Kirk would be a better character-wise. Michelle, that's hard. It seems like Michelle's been able to keep the same job. So there's, uh, one would argue he's a better worker by that logic. But from what you see on TV, Kirk seems nicer. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather hang out with Paris or Lane? I mean, in reality, Lane in television land Paris because gotcha. she has some of the best scenes and the most entertaining mm-hmm. moments ever. Mm-hmm. So like from if you're like if I was like trailing and like writing a book, I would want to be following Paris because I feel like mm-hmm. the material you would get out of that would be better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Harvard or Yale? I mean, Harvard? Why? If I'm going to go into the thing of the show, I don't like that she kept inside the same uh, legacy of the family. Story point-wise, totally understand it gave more more room and more drama. But ultimately, I think the reason she ended up dropping out of Yale was because she put the pressure on herself to do things exactly like how her grandfather did, whereas Harvard would have been her own person further away from Stars Hollow, which I think Mm -hmm. probably would have been good for her because one could argue she had a codependent relationship with her mother. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Harvard or drop out and live in a pool house. Harvard. We no one no one approves of the living in the pool house. Gap year I support. I support the gap year. I do not like that she just wasn't doing anything. Gotcha. Would you rather attend a DAR event with Emily or a town meeting with Taylor? Oh, town meeting with Taylor. Uh-huh. Gilmore Girls character that you would want as a roommate. A roommate. Oof. Oh, that's tough. Who would be a good roommate? Probably Suki. Suki is a roommate. Yeah. A mother of two children. Well, I'm assuming she's going through a divorce at that point if she's getting a roommate. <laughs> she's moving in. So you want Suki divorced with two ch- children. Yeah, I want, okay. I want uh, Suki hey. fighting for custody. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> that might be the best answer we've ever had on <laughs> rapid fire. Um, something in your life you are all in on. Oof, all in on. I mean, the Real Housewives. I'm all in on the Real Housewives. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Vanessa Morano, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure catching up with you, and uh, I hope we can do this again. Me if too. you're not too busy, we'd love to have you back on. Uh, I think I can speak for the group. Um, you're always welcome here, and. Uh, good luck with everything in your producing career and your directing career. And I know you're going to be a big deal and I'm going to need a, probably a couple of parts if you don't mind. Done. (laughs) There we go. If I'm in the position. (laughs) 
Best to your mom, best to your sister, okay? Awesome. Great to see you, Scott. Good seeing you. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Forget follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.